Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Motocross Training Podcast. Joel Yunkins here, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about cycling for motocross. Now, if you've been following along with me for some time now and um, either know my coaching philosophy, um, I've probably even mentioned this before in some other episodes that, you know, I'm a firm believer that you don't need to cycle to be a good motocross racer. And what I mean motocross, obviously supercross, arena cross, uh, GNCC off-road enduros, hard enduros, you know, again, we're, we're talking about general concepts here. Um, you don't have to cycle. You certainly can cycle. Uh, we're going to talk about some positives and some negatives to, um, to using cycling for training. Um, I'm a physical preparation coach. I'm not a cycling coach. So what I do, I use many like means and methods to develop and prepare my athletes. So to me, like everything is just a tool in the toolbox and that's exactly how I view cycling. So, uh, we use some cycling stuff with our racers if they have access to it, but, um, we just don't go into deep as like a cycling coach would with like tracking your wattage and, and prescribing like really long rides and things like that. Um, we fit it into the program if we can. If the racer likes to do that, we can. That's no problem at all. Uh, but we don't ever feel like you have to cycle. Um, and honestly, that's how we feel about pretty much everything with uh, our training. Uh, because if you know, you're, if you're kind of picking up on this by now, like many roads lead to Rome. And you know, the only thing you really have to do as an athlete to, um, you know, make sure you're executing your your sport preparation is you want to maximize your physical preparation, your technical preparation, your tactical preparation, and you can also add in there like your mental preparation as well. Um, if those areas are all being maximized, then you're going to give yourself the best chance that you're going to have to really show your true potential on the racetrack. And at the end of the day, that's pretty much what we're just trying to do. Um, we can't change genetics. We can't change a lot of things, but we can definitely, uh, prepare for the things that we do have, um, a chance to do. Um, so again, I have racers who do cycle. I have racers that don't, um, I've had racers who do cycle and now they sold all their road biking stuff cause they can't stand it anymore. Um, I've had cyclists that, no, I shouldn't say cyclists, but I've had racers who, who do cycle, who have come in here and who have struggled with some of my aerobic, um, you know, different training workouts we would do. And, um, I think they thought they would kind of, you know, it would be a walk in the park because of like their, their cycling background, but they struggled quite a bit. Um, so yeah, not everybody cycles, but some do. Um, I have a couple racers that actually have a Peloton at home. So, and I'm talking about cycling too. I'm talking about really just the general form of either road cycling out on the the road. Um, we can include some indoor cycling. Um, some people may argue it's different, but for the sake of this episode and just training for motocross, um, you know, it's not too much different. Um, but, but because we're going to go over some positives and negatives to cycling, um, you know, this is true for everything across the board. Um, every program, every exercise, every 
every method, you know, training is a give and take game. So there's always going to be some positives to something and some negatives. So no matter how much you give, you're always going to be taking from something else. And that's really what we're going to cover today. Just so that you have a better understanding of if you, hey, I, I am cycling. Um, I want to know a little bit more of the why behind it versus like, hey, I'm just cycling because, you know, someone told me I need to cycle or because um, my three favorite racers all cycle. And I, that's what I see on their Instagram. So I should probably cycle. Um, so this is really what we're going to talk about. I just want you to have a better understanding of some of the positives and some of the drawbacks so that you can kind of understand where like the pitfalls are and what the strengths are of why you're doing what you're doing or not doing. Um, you know, my program, I try to work on it here, you know, all the time. We're always making tweaks. We're always trying to make it perfect, but training is no training program. It will ever be perfect. Um, because like I said, no matter what you add in, there's always something that's getting left out. Training is a game of going one step backwards to hopefully going two steps forward. If that makes sense. It's always something like whatever you add in, there's always like a, an opposing, an opposing factor that's being neglected. Um, it's kind of messed up, but it's the way it is. And it's why it's a lot of people get confused and they, um, they honestly like, it may seem a lot simpler on the surface, but once you start putting the stuff together, uh, people run into a lot of problems. So let's go over some of the positives with cycling. Um, first off, it's really good for your aerobic abilities because you're doing this for an extended period of time. Your body will rely on oxygen as its primary fuel source. And what this is really good for is helping you become more aerobically efficient. So conditioning helps with your overall efficiency. It's the same thing as if like you're a really good, efficient rider. You don't use a lot of energy, which is good. Um, so the same thing, like if you're working on your aerobic abilities and improving them, it just means you're basically becoming more efficient, which will then later, you know, you won't have to rely on a much as much energy to produce. Um, you won't have to re basically rely on the overall energy to use oxygen as more energy in your body. So because, because of this, this now means that you're going to have a much bigger work capacity. So the ability for you to just do work at any capacity will be that much easier. You'll get more work done in less time. Um, this is also good for lower body endurance because cycling is um, you know, you're using your legs to be the primary movers of the bicycle. Um, it means that you're going to use those aerobic, um, abilities and with a repeated effort of cycling, you're going to build up some lower body endurance, which we know is good for racing. Cause you're going to want to stand, be standing on your bike for, you know, that last lap of the race. You can't just sit down cause your legs are tired. And <clears throat> this next reason here um, this positive is going to be, I think honestly, the biggest reason why a lot of racers actually like to cycle is because it's low impact. Um, it's easy on the joints. It's much easier than running. And, uh, it means your body can stay fresh. So like, you know, there's a lot of injuries in the sport and we actually use this as a way for recovery methods in our training 
So we place it around times like after the race, do some uh, some road cycling if if my racers want to. Um, in between some of the hard sessions during the week, I think it's a really great time to place it, um, you know, in there like that. Um, another positive is it's good for reducing body fat levels because you do a lot of the, the work and it's primarily aerobic um, in nature. It's going to help really oxidize some of them fat, the body fat in your body. And once you get that mobilized, you can use it as as fuel and you can strip away some body fat levels. Um, assuming that your diet's in a good place and, you know, you're not consuming alcohol and eating a bunch of fast food. Um, So so let's go with some of the negatives now. And um, they're only negatives if you let it be negatives, but something we got to cover. So negative is, like, you're only cycling and you're cycling a lot, like, you're doing these really long rides. Like if that's the only thing you do, you're going to need to train a lot. It takes a lot of time to build up these abilities. Uh, people who are into cycling just for their sport themselves, uh, they go on like some really long rides, you know, that, that take most of the day up. So um, it's meant to be a sport where, you know, you're not just out there for 20 minutes and you come back in and you're done. Um, <clears throat> it's a timely, it's a timely thing to build up all those abilities that you would need for racing. And that's why you hear of, you know, racers doing these two to three hour bike rides. Um, you know, that's not uncommon, but what, when you're doing that, um, you know, you're essentially taking away from either energy time, or even probably both, both in most situations, um, from your sport practice, which would be riding your dirt bike. Um, so that's definitely right there. Like, is something that I could honestly see that I know that a lot of people probably get wrong. Um, you should be on your dirt bike much more than you should be on a road bike, in my opinion, because the dirt bike is your actual sport. So if you're cycling more than you're riding, um, unless you're in a situation where you're like a true privateer or, you know, you're just an amateur that you can't get on the bike. But if you're at a pro level, um, that's completely backwards, in my opinion. Um... And really the last negative, I mean, so the, the main negative is, is it takes a long time. Uh, the second one is it's going to start taking away from your sport practice and any other type of preparation that you want to fit in, whether it's even recovery, some like massage work or um, some extra strength work and, and things like that. Like you're tapping in, you're taking away from other areas. So you have to, you know, you have to respect that, that it's going to take time and that you're going to be giving up a lot of other things if you're just cycling. Um, and really the last negative, like it's not good for muscular strength and, or if you want to put on a little bit of size, um, you know, you may hear people saying like, oh, he's, he's strong, he's fit and he cycles a lot. Well, like that's fine. They may be a good cyclist, but like cycling does not get you strong. It'll get you stronger, but you know, in the world of strength, like there's no cyclists, like no one's cycling to get really strong for powerlifting meets or for any of these, like, you know, power sports. So you may be saying like, Hey, that's just enough for racing. Um, which in some cases it might be for some people, but you know, if you're someone that's really struggling with like manhandling the bike, if like a two is too big for you or a four is too big for you and you need to improve your strength levels, um, cycling is not going to be the best bet to do it, um, at all. So, 
the more time you're going to spend cycling, the less time it's going to be harder for you to build that strength. And then also too, like build muscle math, bus muscle mass, um, not muscle math. <laughs> uh, but it is a game of like, the more you're going to be in an endurance, you're going to take away from some of them strength and, and muscle abilities that, um, you know, they're conflicting, they're conflicting, um, abilities. So the more you do of one or the other, you're going to take away from it. Um, so you have to just have, think of that in mind. It doesn't mean you can't do both. You certainly can. And, and you should be, be good at both conditioning and building strength and some, some size if you need to. Um, there's definitely ways of doing it and, but you just didn't have to know how to do it. Um, but that's, again, that's really the overall negatives. Um, you can get into some other things like some postural stuff with cycling and kind of be real nitpickety. But for this, um, but for the sake of this episode, you know, we're just going to cover these three things as negatives. Um, but overall, I just want you to have the main takeaways. Like you can cycle, you can do whatever you want, but you know, you have, at the end of the day, you have to train to be a racer, not to be a cyclist. And this could be for anything. Like you have to use this stuff as tools in the toolbox. Um, and you could say this about anything else you could, you know, don't train, don't become a bodybuilder. Uh, don't become, uh, a yoga person. Uh, don't become a rehab expert. Don't become a crossfitter. Like if your main goal is to be a better racer, become a better racer first and use these things to help you become a better racer. Uh, hopefully this all makes sense. Hopefully, you know, this gives you a little bit better understanding of cycling for motocross, why people do it, why maybe some people don't like it as much or don't do it at all. Or if, you know, you're on the fence of doing it, hopefully this, you know, helps you kind of ease your mind of which direction you need to go. It's not right. It's not wrong. You just need to, um, have an understanding of what works, where it's going to be lacking for you and, and really just go from there. Um, so that's it for today. Um, until next episode, uh, if you need anything else, coaching resources, things like that, you can find me at jytraining.com and we'll talk soon.